When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Boff Nation. Let's go. How the hell are you? <laughs> How the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake and RK here. What's up, man? Not much. Um, got a great night's sleep last night. Hell yeah. And I'm just, I'm like fully bounced back from Vegas. It's a great feeling. Love that. Well, you did it in record time <clears throat> and you still have about a week to burn. I know. Then we got to be right back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly a week, actually, from now. I guess we can announce that. Um, We've already been talking about okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, we will be, oh yeah, we talked about it with Neely. Yeah. Uh, we will be in Vegas for Pac-12 Media Day. Super excited to uh, talk to Coach Prime. It's been a while. Uh, and then whoever he brings with him. Uh, and super excited to go back to Circa. Yes. And Fremont Street in general. Uh, I'm also just excited to you know make sure to wear black for the Pac-12's funeral this uh, next weekend. Oh, and, sad. You know, make sure you exchange numbers with the people you want to keep in touch with and all that good stuff because... Probably not going to see him this time next year. How about Brian Howell going to Big 12 Media Days? A, a harbinger of things to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, there might be some smoke coming from that direction, huh? Yes. All right. Um, and it's not just Texas barbecue. We will get to Sunny Dykes. But 247 Sports put out forecasting 23 true freshmen to watch during the 2023 season. How many? 23. Why? Oh, 2023. Yep. Got it. Cormani McLean makes it. There's a few other Pac-12 guys. Dante Moore. No Dylan Edwards. No Dylan Edwards. Um, Zechariah Branch, the wide receiver to USC. Okay. And then uh, there's a handful of other guys, I think, as well. But do you think Cormani McLean could be the best freshman defensive player in college football this season? Where did they rank him on this list? So I don't really know if they ranked him. Okay. Oh, but it's just 23 to watch. Not he's the down top near 20. the bottom. Like, if it went descending order, he'd be third, I guess. So, <clears throat> he's third to last on the list. Yes, but it's not ranked. No, per se. Um, I think he can be. And the reason I think he can be is a reason I've talked about quite a bit, which is that he's going to get the looks. Yep. Um, I recently just tapped back into some Travis Hunter film like you get removed from these things right because you're like <laughs> yeah. watching Kari Mann's film or something right. uh, and it's been six months since Travis Hunter became a buff so I just like went back and watched your film room on Travis Hunter and I was like oh right he's that good yeah he's that good yeah um, no one's throwing at him no why would you no 
he's like so sound and technically strong. And if he wasn't, if he didn't have that uh, Jerry Judy movement to him, I would actually say he kind of reminds me of Pat Sertan in the sense that mm. his film is not e exciting to watch from a flash standpoint because he's just like most of the time he's just in the right place and the guy just like runs around and he just runs with him and nothing happens. Right. It's just teach tape. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he does have like these really crazy breaks on the ball and yeah. he uses those long arms. So he is a, a little flashier than Pat was on film because um, Pat's like the least flashy film I've ever seen. It's just so clean. He's always in the right position. It, they don't even bother throwing at yes. him in college. Yes. Um, but I think honestly, by week three, teams are just going to be done throwing at Travis. And they might go into week one. We'll talk about Sonny Dykes here in a second. Yep. They might just say, mm, no, test the freshman. Yeah. Well, the freshman is a six foot three guy who can fly. Mm -hmm. And his arms are longer than Travis's. Yep. I think. Um, uh, well, I haven't seen the measurements. But I think it's yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. yeah. I think he's going to have a chance to get seven, eight interceptions. Mm -hmm. um, and if he does that, then yeah, he there's a chance he could be considered, you know, the number one defensive freshman in the country. Um, just watching, you know, some well off. They're not really doing football drills. They're like kind of chaining with like resistance bands and the chains and stuff. Mm -hmm. But watching Cormani McLean like backpedal and how quick he explodes out of it. I mean, he's going to be able to jump on so many passes and just get his hand on so many passes. Yep. He's going to be a weapon. I'm excited to get to a practice, see him up close and personal, because when we saw Travis for the first time, <clears throat> I was like, this is the first guy in a while that I just saw and was like, oh, he's different on a practice field <laughs> at Colorado. Yep. I'm pretty sure Cormani is also different. He is very much so. Um, another Pac-12 guy, I already said Dante Moore. Uh, Mateo Uyunglele, DJ's younger brother. Is he at Oregon State too? Plays defensive line at Oregon. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So watch out for him. I believe that's all from the Pac-12. So there was only four or five out of the 23 from Who, the Pac-12. Like, who's the favorite to be the number? Uh, is it Nicholas Harbour? Um, so some guys that we have definitely talked about that made this list. Do you remember Peyton Barber? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's his name. The safety that flipped to Peyton Bowen from Oregon to Oklahoma. He was like a five-star, I believe, as well. Was Peyton Barber a backup running back in the NFL? Yeah, he played for Auburn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Peter Woods was a defensive tackle that was way up there. Uh, he went to Clemson. Yep, remember him. Um, and then just Zachariah Branch. This was a guy that was highly ranked. He went to USC. The Buffs were trying to get in late. Of course, didn't really get in. But he is going to be someone to watch out for, as if USC needed another wide receiver. I'm asking this question um, rhetorically because I know the answer. Mm -hmm. Do any of those players with that much talent have the best player in the history of the world at their position teaching them how to play it the only one i think you could maybe say that about is the new ohio state wide receiver just because they put out so many but no well, he's gonna get the best coaching for but his position. he's not getting taught by jerry rice right <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's what that was the point i'm making yeah. is the best cornerback of all time is taking this five-star talent who at least in terms of size has more physical gifts um, and he's going to teach him how to play. 
So if anyone, like, it's hard to be ready as a freshman. Yeah, at if, corner, too. At any position. If anyone's going to be ready, it's going to be Cormani McLean because he's learning from the best ever. That's true. Uh, I think there's only... And from everything we hear about Cormani, like, he's about that life when it comes to preparing to play football. Yep. Uh, he's one of two cornerbacks that make this list. Who's the other? The other is a guy out of Notre Dame. His name is Jaden Greathouse. Okay. Oh, just kidding. He's a wide receiver. He's the only corner on this list. One corner. Wow. Yeah. Um, It's it's a... It's a hard position, corner. But when you're as physically gifted as Cormani, if you get it, it should come easy to you. Like it does for Travis. Uh, the next five-star cornerback on our radar, Charles Lester III. I don't know if you've seen, but Arden Walker is recruiting him hard on Twitter. Let's go. Telling him to push up his uh, commitment date because they already know. Let's go. I love this. <laughs> um, he's been on him and trying to uh, sway him to the black and gold. Zach Blackwood got a 247 sports transfer rating. Oh, okay. Uh, he was given three stars, an 87 rating. Um, and the little blurb written by Alan True of 247 Sports says he's a big body, but he is not just a space eater plugger. He can move, he can come off a block and get to the ball carrier. He even played some end at Garden City and played standing up. He has pretty good finesse for a bigger guy. Sometimes he can get a bit high, but as it stands, he can move better than and do things that others built like him cannot. So we gave him an 87 here to start and see him as a player. With the body type and versatility to make an impact for the Buffaloes. Love that. You heard it here first on our uh, Under the Radar players. <laughs> under the Radar draft yep. or Under the Radar list. Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Zach Blackwood is legit. Um, and it, it just goes back to the point that there are so many guys on this team. Like, I'm impressed that they did that breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, because national outlets cannot keep up with this. No. And it's why I think there's such a misunderstanding of what the buffs are going to be. Yep. No, like, with all due respect, no national college football host who's, you know, tasked with talking about the state of college football as a whole and is asked a a Coach Prime question has ever heard of Zach Blackwood. No, unless you watched Garden City football last year. Right. And, And I'm not trying to say he's a star. Right. But he's better than what they had. Yeah. Or he figures to be. I mean, he, this team obviously has been looking at the JUCO ranks for a lot of players. Yep. And they had that big camp. They have got him before the camp. He was one of the best JUCO prospects in this class. He was a legitimate target, a yes. guy that they wanted. Um, so keep an eye out. Yes, for sure. Um, some other transfer news. And this is, I don't understand this. The Buffs are no longer the top transfer class in the offseason. <laughs> what changed? I don't, you, LSU is just ab- above them now. Okay. I don't really know. Uh, they have a 66.73 rating. Buffs have a 65.68. So this is just over a point better. And they only have 14 commits. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, I've been down too bad before. I just can't be mad about being number two. <laughs> um, if we were 10 or something all of a sudden, then right. I would have a legitimate gripe. The one that I do have a gripe with. Uh-huh. Did you see what Tom Fornelli said? 
I did not. Do you know who Tom Fornelli is? Yeah, he's okay. got the yeah. Okay, yeah. I could see his profile picture. Yeah, it's um, what's that show? Oh gosh, uh, Bojack Horseman. There you go. Yeah. He said that he thinks Colorado. He he's thinks that Colorado State is going to be so improved that they could beat Colorado. Oh, I saw this. Get that out of here. This is what I mean. I mean, that's like a a national college football writer. Yeah. Who just has no idea what they're building here in Colorado. They don't. They A lot of people don't. And that's what's so crazy to me is like, they're just, oh, 1-11, oh, Coach Prime's all hype. And then that's it. That's like the end. That, that's the only thing I can assume because I actually have thought Tom Fornelli was like funny and good before. Yeah. The only thing I can assume is he just hasn't tapped in at all. Yeah. To see what's actually happening here. He knows Travis, Shador, and Coach Prime. Yep. And he sees one in 11. That's and what he sees. 50 whatever transfers out. Right. Um, so it turns out, I think the reason why this happened, Denver Harris is now rated a five-star transfer. So hmm. Travis is not alone in that category. Texas apparently has one now, too. I really wanted Denver Harris. I think we all did. We want a lot of those A&M guys. Yep. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about it. Gotta make um, sure if I, someone just said, "Oh no, got a bookmark it." Great point. <laughs> Great point. Also, right. stop calling them Colorado Buffs, Colorado Buffaloes, or CU Buffs, or CU Buffaloes. I've seen that too. Because that's what this tweet said. Tom Fornelli of the Cover Three podcast said today when speaking of the Colorado Buffs, don't do that. I could see them losing to Colorado State because I think that team could take a pretty good step forward this year. Crazy. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I need to, in the Mountain West. I need to bookmark this, and then I need to go find the podcast and screen record. Oh, man, you're going in. Spicy today, are it's you? Respect season. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. Sonny Dykes, uh, it's Big 12 Media Day, or it was yesterday. I don't know if they're doing it today. But he was asked about the challenge of defending Colorado, and we've talked about this, uh, but also some mutual respect from Sonny Dykes, too. Uh, when asked about the challenge of facing the Buffs, he said they're going to have a bunch of good players. One thing Dion's done a tremendous job of is attracting players, a lot of really high-quality transfers. They're going to be hard to evalu evaluate. You're going to be watching like 60 different teams trying to figure out who these guys are and what they do. Um, he continued, you go back and you look at Shador, his son, who's a really good quarterback. It starts there. How are we going to defend him, and what are we going to do? You've got to do the best you can to look at their key players. Their depth chart's going to be evolving so many different players from so many different programs. He finished by saying, the biggest thing you've got to do is worry about yourself. Really. I think that's all they can do, really, to mm -hmm. be honest. Um, also, shout out to Eric. He's the one who tagged me in that, Eric Morse. Um, I might not always respond when you tag me in things, but we I appreciate it. seeing it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyways, I was thinking about this last night. Uh, about having to watch that many teams to prepare for one opponent. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually an impossible task. Now, Sonny Dykes has nothing but time between now and the game. So if he, you know, if he wants to start preparing now, he sure could. But to me, it's not about time. It's about retention. How can you gather all that data and then put it together in a way that makes sense to prepare for one team? Yeah. There's too many variables. 
Yeah. You can go back and watch Shador. You have to, right? You're, you're going to watch a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And you can learn about him. Guess what? Different offense, different weapons, different offensive line, different running backs. It doesn't matter all that much. You get a, you gather a little piece of information. You can watch Travis Hunter. You will, of course. For, you can't really watch him that much at a wide receiver. Right. And two, different defensive line, different secondary. There's so many things. And then you keep going down the list. You're going to have to watch Cormani McLean. You're watching him play high school football. Dylan Edwards. You're going to have to watch Dylan Edwards. Um, You're going to have to go back to 2021 to watch Alton McCaskill. How are you going to watch Demoy Kennedy? Yeah. There's too many. Vi- each, Even the, the cold, hard film, Kent State. Mm-hmm. Even that isn't that valuable to you. You're like watch. You're spending so much time to glean just slivers, right? Slivers of information that can't really help you prepare that much. I almost get the feeling that you're wasting your time even trying. Yeah, for sure. You got to watch a few things. You got to watch Shador. You got to watch Kent State. Other than that, you're kind of. Wasting your time watching any of it. Exactly. There's no point watching Colorado film. No. <laughs> There's literally no Actually, reason. That would be a great quote to get. Will you watch any Colorado film in preparing for that game? I mean, what for Trevor? I just want to hear him say <laughs> it so I can so we can use it every time someone compares the team true. to one and eleven. Because he, if if asked that, he would have said no. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing to see. Right. Well, and they played them last year too. You can't even go rewatch the game from last year when you were just getting settled in as a new head coach. Like it's it's all out the window now. Man, yeah. The more I think about it, like I'm just trying to think if I was doing this, where would you start? Besides Shador, I guess. Yeah, I start with Shador. I move on to then Kent State. Yeah. But again, I mean, you're trying to compare what he's doing with Colin Schley and what was that wide receiver uh, that we liked? Uh, Dante Cephas. Dante Cephas to what he's going to be doing with Shador Sanders and Jimmy Horn and Travis Hunter. It just doesn't make sense. Right. You know, all of those things, you know, Sean Lewis is a smart guy. What he ran on third and three was all based on his personnel, mm-hmm. not based on what he likes on third and three. Um, so it's... It's a waste. It's a waste of time. I really don't think that um, it makes sense to try and watch all these players. And I think that's why his last quote, you've just got to worry about yourself, really, is probably the best approach. That's the only approach. It really is. And <clears throat> so then I was thinking about this from a betting angle. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, do you bet the first quarter or first half over in this game? Because both teams are going to be... Um, really at a loss for what the other teams would be doing on offense or is it more of an unders because um like both offenses are going to be trying to find their groove right i mean tcu's got to replace a lot on offense i mm. think i'd lean just often maybe the defenses taking over early yeah so i'd probably lean under i guess in that regard i thought the same i, I originally thought the first thing i said and i ended up settling on no i think it's actually gonna maybe be a slow start yeah. or maybe the the buffs offense will look great and the buffs defense will look great yeah <laughs> they'll even each other out i mean could you imagine if it's like eight minutes left in the second quarter the score is cu 21 tcu like three man i don't know how i'm gonna keep myself uh <laughs> in shape for these post game shows if you stuff like that's to. happening, <laughs> we need you. 
Uh, Unk and I need you. Also, shout out Unk, 75K on uh, YouTube. Hey. Let's go. There man. we go. There we go. Huge round of applause. We're right behind you. We are, at least in terms of our growth rate, we are we're closing in. Hell yeah, we are. Thanks to you guys. All right. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Shady Rays. It's a beautiful day out here in Denver. I hope it's a beautiful day wherever you guys are in the chat or wherever you're listening. Shady Rays has you covered. Strong, durable frames, extremely polarized, and clear optics. You can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall or go to ShadyRays.com. I mean, how many sunglasses do they have? Like, It's got to be hundreds in terms of combinations of colors, frames, style. Oh, yeah. They have so many. Uh, head on to Shady Rays. Use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you could try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And then shout out to Shador's number two barbecue. Mm. Do you know who could use some Shador's number two? Who? Lincoln Riley. Oh, I don't know what this is a reference to. Have you seen him cook a brisket? No. That picture? No. Oh, you've never seen that? No. Oh, man. I'll find so it. So there was, he just posted a picture uh, the other day. He made like a big tuna or something. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. You haven't seen the OG brisket though? No. Take a look at that. Lincoln Riley brisket. Uh, while you look that up, Shador's number two is a tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet, molasses-style barbecue sauce with tangy vinegar and fiery <laughs> heat. Finishes on a subtle smoky note. Ooh. Did you find it? Why is it so gray? <laughs> there. No, that's, that's, that's the, the tuna. tuna. So people freaked out over this. My take? It's actually too cooked. The tuna? Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Oh, is that the... Because what I... I saw a couple of tweets being like, what is this? Why is it so raw? <laughs> but like, I actually think the opposite. Right. I like my tuna just like... Psh, psh, just a little sear. One second on each side. Yeah. Damn near. Did you find the brisket though? Yeah, that's... It's appalling. It's tough. No. No. I'll find it for you. Anyways, that was, I think that was petrified wood you just shipped. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go to plbsc.com. Use the code ALLCITY, all caps, all one word at checkout. You'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. I'll find this for you, yeah, yeah. Dude, that really was... The, the caption on that, that video that he just showed was, without cheating, what is this? And it's like some sort of <laughs> rock. And Jeez. someone quotes me and said, Lincoln Riley's, Riley's brisket. <laughs> I found it. I'm sending it to you. I got it. Come on, Yaya. What are your, where are your search skills I at? literally typed in Lincoln Riley brisket. So I did too, and that's all that came up, Tuna. All right, check Slack. It's in there. Well, that's it. Chris said, oh, hell no, I, I ain't eating raw fish. I think raw fish might be my my favorite thing to eat. Not a big fish guy. <laughs> Can't do it. Not No sushi? I will some sushi. Like California rolls? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that, man. Oh, it's the same color as the cutting board. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's like no... He sliced the hell out of that thing. Where's, Where's the, the juice? juice? <laughs> Usually you can like take a good cut of brisket and like squeeze it. And right. Juices. His burnt ends are actually burnt. Yeah, they're just obliterated. Wood chips. <laughs> uh, why post that? 
He's Lincoln Riley. Who knows? Even the tuna, like, it didn't look good. Maybe it wasn't we, aesthetically pleasing. Right? Maybe we should take him a bottle and offer it to him. We should. Well, <laughs> that's a home game, right? Yeah, I'm so saying we, next week. Though. Oh, 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 we should. <laughs> that's great content. We'll oh, see. that would actually probably end up poorly for us. It probably would. The USC fans would be on our ass. Well, they wouldn't find out about it. Actually, they probably would. Oh, they're very online. I'll tell you that. All right, let's play fill in the blank. Two different people. Is that beef jerky? (laughs) (laughs) Riley jerky. Holy shit, that's great. Let's play fill in the blank, yeah, yeah. You know what we call that? Lincoln Logs. (laughs) Lincoln Logs. Fill in the blank, Ryan. When the Buffs play blank, they will play their best game of the season. Oh, wow. I needed to be prepared for this. Uh, let me just Google the schedule real quick. <laughs> okay, so my my initial thought, just for full disclosure, was CSU. Uh-huh. Um, two legitimate challenges to start the season, and then you get Colorado State a night game at home. Yep. I think in terms of a score, that might end up being the best, but I do think that's too early. So Right. I will say that's the that's the part of this. You got to think of the timing of the season. Stanford at home will be their best game of the season. Interesting. I will say UCLA coming off the bye. Okay. It's a road game, but you know, you get that extra day from the Stanford game because it's a Friday night. You got two whole weeks and change. I think by that time we'll kind of know who the impact players are and, you know, what the calling cards are for offense and defense, and they'll be rolling. It'll be a machine. I like it. I like it. Um, Utah is a good answer. You know, a lot of people saying Utah. Um, There's another. We'll come back around. <clears throat> okay. There's I was just going to say I don't trust the weather. Yeah. Next one. Other than Caleb and Shador, last drive of the game trailing by four you want blank to be your quarterback just pack 12 quarterbacks the first time i read this i thought you were talking about caleb mathis and i was very confused (laughs) um that's just how uh black and gold my brain is colored (laughs) um okay last drive of the game trailing by four and i get any quarterback in college football or just pack 12 Uh, we can do both if you want i was thinking pack 12 though okay pack 12 um Give me Penix. That's my guy. Yeah. Uh, I just, like, trust him to put the ball where it needs to be. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why I talk so much about Shadur's accuracy. Underrated pick. And I thought this is where you were going to go. JDL. Because that guy's a gamer. I want JDL down 17 at the start of the fourth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like Where he can completely cut it loose. Exactly. He's... He's J.R. Smith at the end of a basketball game where they're down 15, like just letting it fly from 35 feet. Just every play he's trying to win the game. That's what I that's when I love my JDL. Do you have a non Pac-12 quarterback you'd like to throw out? Um, I mean, Drake May. Drake May is a good one. Uh, Joe Milton, the big arm. Joe Milton hype is getting crazy. It is getting crazy. I was excited about Joe Milton, and then everyone got too excited about him. He got benched by Cade McNamara at Michigan. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy, I'll throw his name out, too. No, you won't. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Is there anyone that I'm just, I'm just like, ah, oh, they're just a dog? KJ Jefferson? Eh. I don't know where I'm at with KJ still. Okay. I need, like, honestly, last year I probably would have picked Max Duggan. That's a hell of a pick. Yeah. That's a great pick. Like, I just like those guys who just, like, can't, like, they refuse to take no for an answer. Right. Uh, I'm pulling up some names here. <laughs> it's mean PD swag. What do you say? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, how about Cam Rising? No. No? I hate Cam Rising. He's been there for so long. <laughs> And All he right. was like a Juco transfer or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Jordan Travis is a good pick. Jordan Travis as well. Sam Hartman. All right, circling back to the first one. It will take blank amount of games before the Buffs are at their peak in 2023. Isn't that... How is that different from they'll play their best game? You can play a good game without being at your yeah. peak. I mean, you said CSU. You explained yeah. that one. Yeah, that's true. And like someone threw out Utah, and that would mean that if they're peaking at the Utah game, that could mean that they're damn good, or, or that it just took a while. It took a while. Their peak—that's a hard one for me to think about. It's—it's—it can't be too early. It can't be too late. It's got to mm -hmm. be somewhere in the middle for me to feel good about it. So maybe I'll go back to Stanford. I'll throw out Oregon State. Well, does their peak mean it's all downhill from there, or can they stay at the peak? No, I mean, you can, you know, when you reach the peak, you may okay. dip down a little bit, but you're still higher than you were before. Okay. So they're playing their – they've reached the best football they're going to play this season. We will say the buffs are rolling, basically. Because I was going to say, like, they might play the best football that they've played all season in the Utah game. Right. Um, which means, wouldn't that mean they reached a new peak? It could, but what if they only win four games before then, and it's a fifth win that doesn't even mean anything for bowl eligibility? Yeah. Um, Is it better to say, like, when are they going to reach their full potential? It's like, kind of what it's saying, right? Yeah, yeah. like, just with that point <coughs> better? I think they're going to get better every single week mm -hmm. through the whole season, so I'll say Utah. All right. I was thinking a little bit sooner just in terms of, Peaks and valleys, like I said. So yeah. I, I figured Arizona, uh, Arizona, or the Oregon State game. I looked at Arizona was my first reaction. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. All right, next one at next week's media day, Blank will be the most entertaining head coach other than Coach Prime. Huh. Well, it'll be a massive drop off there for sure. Um, who are the guy? Oh, you got Lincoln, you got Dillingham, you I'm got Jeff Fish. I'm gonna guess it's Dillingham. Chip Kelly, really? Yeah. There's a, a, I say there's a less than zero chance we end up at a table with Kenny Dillingham <laughs> <laughs> at some fun. point during our our trip to Vegas. Let's go. He's literally, he's just one of us. He really is. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I discovered when I was at the Super Bowl. Is he's just one of the guys. Yep. In his in his early thirties, late twenties, like you might be older than him. I think he's thirty two. Okay, so he's got a year on me. Yeah, but like he might just be coming to like the ten dollar blackjack table with us, right? At some point, <laughs> you don't think uh, like Chip Kelly or Lincoln Riley comes out spicy though? You know, Chip Kelly be... sucks. Um, just <laughs> like 
to well, talk to, to hear from. With the Big Ten angle, obviously, I think people are going to take shots at them. I hope they do. Maybe I'll just do a bit where I'm just like <laughs> super aggressive Pac-12 guy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, no, Chip Kelly's horrible. Just terrible quote. Boring person. Um, Lincoln Riley, no. No. Dan Lanning, no. No. So you're going with Kenny. Jed Fish would be a good I one, I could too. see Jed Fish saying something really spicy. Yep. I don't know what it's going to be about. Maybe it's about them leaving the Pac-12. Do you think that after media day, we could use context clues to piece together who was the anonymous coach or team that took a shot at Coach Prime? Maybe. Maybe. But I'm going to ask one of them, do you watch Colorado, do you watch Colorado film from last year or this year? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun, fun day next week. Um, the Buffs player with the most prime-like swag is blank. Shiloh. <laughs> That's too easy. <laughs> I was going to say Cormani. If you make me choose a non-family member, I would say Travis. That's kind of cheating, too. <laughs> <laughs> His last name is not Sanders. It's fair game. That's true. But he is basically part of the family. Uh, um, Jimmy Horn's got some serious prime-like swag as well. He does. Yeah. I mean, Travis's athletic arrogance is so similar to Coach Prime. <laughs> that is true. Jimmy, Travis J, that's a good one. A lot of Jimmys. To be fair, even this, the saying prime-like swag, it doesn't even I mean, it doesn't exist. hold the candle, yeah. yeah. doesn't exist. He's one of one. Right. All right, last one. The best Pac-12 stadium besides Folsom Field is blank. Great question. All right, let's go in reverse order here. Let's eliminate the shit ones. All right, uh, so we get ASU. ASU stadium, gone. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> Arizona Stadium should have gone before ASU's. Uh, Cal? Trash. Stanford, trash. Washington State. Washington State, kind of cool. Definitely out. Um, what about USC and UCLA? USC, gone. Great. It could be cool. It isn't. The Rose Bowl, great for the Rose Bowl. Great for soccer games. Terrible for a Saturday afternoon football game. Does Oregon State even count? They have they don't even have a whole stadium yet. Oregon State's out. So now we have Oregon and Washington and Utah. Utah, gone. Those people are like racist and terrible. <laughs> That's true. Um <laughs> so it's down to Oregon or Washington. And they're both damn good. Washington has a big track around the field mm -hmm. that makes you so far from the field. When you're in the stands. Right. So it goes to Oregon. I think you're right. I just remember watching Oregon games from back in the day, and that stadium always got lit. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, I think in the last NCAA game, they had like the home field advantage. I think it was ranked like number one or number two. Oh, for two. sure. Yeah. All right, that was fun. That was fun. I will say uh, Utah Stadium is nice. It was like part of the... Um, the Olympics when they were in Salt Lake, they like mm -hmm. yeah. upgraded it and did a bunch of nice stuff to it. So it is nice, but their fans are like, you talk to players who have played there. They oh, all yeah. say they're the worst fans in the Pac-12. Sure. Um, 
I think it's the only... Well, I've been to ASU, but it's one of the only Pac-12 stadiums I've been to besides Folsom. I've been to most... <clears throat> I'd love to... If we're going to leave the Pac-12, I would love to try and like complete yeah. the, uh, the full set this year. We don't get uh, Cal... Who else do we miss this year? I haven't been to Cal either. I think we got everyone else, actually. All right. Um, shout out to our friends at Saturday Neon. Check in on the Spirit of the Buffs. Where are uh -oh. we at? You guys like nicely set it up here for me, and then I just keep dropping <laughs> it. Um, can you star Big Teasy's question there? Yeah, yeah. Spirit of the Buffs is great, by the way. Love it. Saturday Neon is a company started by two friends and former college roommates at CU. They make officially licensed collegiate logo LED signs. They're based out of Denver. They ship with everything you need to mount power and dim. So every sign is easy to install and operate. All their signs are backed by a two-year warranty, and they've got 19 select schools, including Colorado. Go to SaturdayNeon.com and use the code DMVR. You'll get 10% off of your order today. Free shipping for orders over 200 bucks as well. And then, as always, Bacchus and Shanker, if you get hurt, they are here to help. They've been helping Colorado families win for more than 25 years. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. You can visit their neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. Bacchus and Shanker have the strength and power to win your case. More than 30 lawyers and 100 people on staff. And they help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. They can even help if you were injured at work. Smash that Shador line, 222-2222, to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. All right. Some great questions I saw today. Let's go. Jay's always brings great questions. Jay's always brings it, yep. <clears throat> All right. Uh, when slash if NCAA 24 comes out, what are three teams you would put in a different conference and which conference in dynasty mode? I always move Notre Dame to the Big Ten. Um... Putting Nebraska in the fucking big sky or some <laughs> shit. Um, CSU can go there too. And <laughs> uh, um, I will move. What would be a fun team to put? Let's well, let's move Colorado to the Big Ten. There you go. Actually, no. If we're moving Colorado to the Big Ten, Nebraska can stay. <laughs> so conditional. Yes. Um, what I always used to do, I always used to make like a Texas conference. Oh, so all the schools from Texas, I just throw in there. Um, that's cool. And whenever I would like, it's kind of like the Southwest conference, right? Exactly. Like the old school uh, yeah. conference. And then I always loved like, I don't know if I played with uh, a school that was up and coming, just move them right into the SEC or big 10. Nice. Get out Rutgers, get out Vanderbilt, just have a super conference and just go through the gauntlet year in, year out. Wow. You were just make you were doing super conferences before, uh, before, you know, all state and state farm. Dude, this was the best part about that NCAA 14 game was they put in that you can change the conference things. I don't think I ever messed with it. Really? Yeah. It was fun. You could do it like in dynasty mode. You could do it after each season too. Sick. Yeah. Hmm. I love that. Uh, Jay's again. What other 1-11 team would you feel or team you feel would have a better year and team you feel would stay 1-11? What other 1-11 team do you feel would have a better year? So, okay. I don't know all the teams. What, what other teams went 1-11? Like uh, we know USF. USF. Um, 
What was Northwestern's record last year? I think they won one game as well. They beat Nebraska in the in week zero and never won another they game. They won one or two games last year. Holy shit. Um, <coughs> oh, Nevada was really bad last year. I think they only won two games. UConn was really bad. No, they were. I thought they were improved because of what's were his they? face. Let's yeah. see. I might be reading a year-old article here, and I am. Anyways, okay. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't pay enough attention to other teams, to be completely honest. Yeah. Uh, King Mars, how did the Pac-12 wide receivers rank? Who should we look out for? TCU wide receivers went to the draft. Sure did. Um, USC I mean, has a great room. Dorian Singer, yeah. Yep. Um, Arizona actually still brings back some decent talent there, and they got a good transfer, I think. They got MLC. Right, right, right. <laughs> I knew there was someone in there. Um, but they got Tedaroa McMillan, who's an absolute beast. Yep. And yep. Then Jacob Cowing, too. I really liked Cowing. Yeah. I liked him better than Singer. Yeah. Um, Oregon. Oregon and Oregon State. Yep. Slade Bolden. Uh, Washington with Romo Dunze. He's oh, yeah. probably Ooh, one of the top guys. Be. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then Cal um, had J. Michael Sturdivant and Jeremiah Hunter last year. Sturdivant's at UCLA, Ooh. but Hunter was the leading receiver, I believe, last year. So, Didn't they start the game with, like, three out of their first five plays were uh, reverses or jet sweeps to Sturdivant? They're just, like, trying to get the I ball in his remember. hands. They didn't want to have to throw it. That sounds like a <laughs> Cal play calling, though. Yeah, good old Billy Moss. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I think that's about it, though. Uh, Minister Philly, are there any CU players who were on a 111 team besides the returning players from last year's CU team? If not, then outsiders to stop using that record against this new team. Um, I mean, besides Jimmy Horn and Weaver, CU wasn't that bad. They weren't 1-11 bad before. I said this uh, in a conversation with you and Neely today. Um, Jimmy Horn is going to end up being a poster child for the transfer portal. Not that yep. the por transfer portal necessarily needs a poster child. Um, but <clears throat> the reason I say that is because he is so talented and he was stuck on a 1-11 team with a terrible quarterback. Mm -hmm. uh, and the same could be said for, like, maybe Montana Lamoni's Cray, you know, right. um, or, you know, Jordan Tyson. Like, yeah. they might end up looking so much better. But... I truly believe that Jimmy Horn is like a freak athlete with insane skills that were completely useless because the quarterback couldn't get on the ball. Right. Side note, I love how he runs, by the way. Oh, I don't know why. It reminds me of like a jet. It's very, I know what you mean. It, yeah. It reminds me of Steve Smith. Just when you see him running head on at you, yeah. it's like he just. Obviously, he's moving fast. It's but powerful speed. Yeah. It's powerful speed. Yep. Yep. I know what you, exactly what you mean. Like, we were talking on the Bronco show just a second ago about Jerry Judy, about how like it feels like he's going to get hurt every time he has the ball. <laughs> right. It's like the opposite with Jimmy. Like, yeah. he feels like his speed is like delivering the blow. Yep. Angela, what's up? Did you ever think you would see the day Lil Wayne dropped a bar with Colorado and Uncle Prime at the SB's? Mind blowing. They really hate Coach Prime. <laughs> Um, that was sick. That, that was, was sick. Uh, Lil Wayne getting the Coach Prime bar in there. Um, I mean, the only thing I can comp it to is like Ice Cube wearing the Buffs hat right. in the NWA days. Like, yeah. 
that's like where we're, we're back there somehow already. Yep, it's crazy. Angela again. Well, Coach Prime, Pat Sherman, Sean Lewis, watch the GA tape and destroy or Georgia tape and destroy the 335 TCU tape is very valuable. I mean, I don't even think CU can take anything from that game. They can't. First of all, TCU is an entirely different team. Mm -hmm. I mean, they lost their best corner, their best linebacker, their best defensive lineman. And their offensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator, their center. Best pass rusher. Their, their quarterback, their running back, their best two best receivers. I mean, it's, it's a whole different team. Mm -hmm. But even more so, we're talking about Georgia, who was an unbelievable college football team last year. Right. Um, so when you have an offensive line that good – you can destroy the three three five pretty easily. Yep. Um, or just run the damn ball. And it's no disrespect to the buffs. It just wouldn't be valuable to them to to look at it, in my opinion. If they come out in three three five, just punch them in the mouth. Come out in twelve personnel. Bring out two big tight ends and just love that. Dare them to stop. And it. they don't. They're not going to have the linebackers to execute that anymore. No. Like the, the plays. I can't remember that guy's name. Um, but they had, you know, kind of just one of those do-it-all college football linebackers last year. Mm -hmm. And yeah. <clears throat> that whole 3-3-5 is kind of filtering plays to your linebackers to allow them to make plays, and he was doing everything for them. So it, it'll be tougher for them. That 3-3-5 is going to be over by next year. Yeah. They thought, you know, everyone kind of felt they had something this year. We've heard about how Nebraska is switching to it this year. It'll be figured out quickly. It, it When it's ran well, it can be tough to stop, but it's really hard to run well, to have the athletes to cover the space to run that well. Big TZ, do you think practicing so much in the indoor is not developing the high altitude advantage? Um, <laughs> no. It, it, it Altitude's is. the same indoors and outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Uh, MLN. What is your take regarding Coach Mo discussing how the players that came in post-purge missed spring ball slash training, that he and staff are working with a very brutal clock as a result, plus must play catch-up? I mean, it, I think it's just the amount of guys. I mean, usually you don't worry about it because you don't have 70-plus new players coming in. I think that's the, the factor more than anything. Yeah, it's a big challenge. It's a big challenge. But, of course, if they wanted, I mean... They want everyone there as early as possible. It's just not how it works sometimes, yep. as we've seen. What are we down to? 50, 51 days? To game see. day? I can tell you right now. I think it is. Uh, Chris McCray, did you see where Coach Phillips had surgery giving his mom a kidney? Shout out to Corey Phillips. Donate his kidney to his mom. Wow. That's amazing in multiple ways. First off, that they're a match. Yes. Because I know that whole process is... It's insane. Tenuous, yeah. Um, but it seems like he's doing well. He already posted from like his uh, hospital bed. 51 days, by the way. <laughs> but who's counting? But who's counting? 50 <laughs> tomorrow. Almost, man. Didn't we have something that we created for the last 50 days? I don't you have know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, but oh. that's so that would be 57 days right now because that's seven more days after. We'll have to get back on that. Yep. No, he used it zero times. I honestly don't. It was know only what for the last about. fifty days. So there we go. I forgot about it. Stephen Tercy, uh, how much are national college football media aware of the 
CU Nebraska rivalry. It's clearly important to cover to cover the focuses on CU, but the big boys don't ever seem to talk about it. The only reason why you don't hear about it as much anymore is just because of the conference realignment. Um, it, it used to be considered one of the you know great college football rivalries, yeah. and especially in the early two thousands. Um, well, both teams have been down too. But both teams have been down for a long time, and they don't play in the same conference anymore. So they've only right. played two times in the last like twelve years. Yeah. Um, so that's why. You're, but you know, leading up to that week, it especially if both teams can get a, a week one win, mm-hmm. they'll be hype, and they'll show all the old highlights and all that good oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Nicholas, how many games do we think Cormani starts? All of them. Yep, as many as he's healthy for, which yep. we hope is all. Touch wood, but all of them. Uh, PD Swag, serious question for the boys. Which Pac-12 mascot would win in a free-for-all gladiator-style gladiator fight to the death? Is this where we bring in the Mike Leach? Well, what's a sun devil? Yes. Does it have mythical powers? Yes. <laughs> um, we already did the, uh, the graphic about yeah. this, but a sun devil would win. Sun Devil's pretty lethal, man. Yeah. And get that husky shit out of here, by the way. They ain't doing anything. They aren't. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, Eric, if last year's Buffs team with the coaching staff played this year's team and coaching staff, would it be competitive? No. It wouldn't be close. Wouldn't even be close. Um, okay, Mr. Maurice, how has your, our lives changed since Coach Prime arrived in Colorado? Yeah, I mean, in so many ways, in so many ways. For one, I wasn't doing this show every day. Right. Neither Coach was Prime. I. Yeah, before Coach Prime got here. Um, but obviously, I, I had covered CU for a long time, um, and it's you know my first love is CU football. So <clears throat> knew we had to uh, turn it back up, and it's been a lot of fun. We yep. now we do this every day, and. Our views are about 100x what they were, yeah. and it's a, everything's different. I've been a lot busier, I'll say that. We've made, like, awesome new friends like Neely. Yeah. It's, it's, it would take a day to write down all the things that have changed. And we're still not even in the season. Yep. Uh, Dolo, how many passing yards number two going to put up on TCU? What's the sweet spot? 300? I don't even think he has to hit 300. To but I'm just day. saying, like, 300 is, like, you weren't throwing just to throw, or were you? Like, 275, is that the sweet spot? It's like you just you were consistent, you were efficient, and you had the lead so you didn't have to, like, throw it a bunch. Right. I mean, that's what he does. He's spot on. The ball yep. doesn't touch the ground, so he could throw 19 passes, complete 16 of them for 250 <sighs> yards and get two, three touchdowns, and that's a dub. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's it could be more, though, for 275, sure. 275, that's the number. Uh, James, can we get one legitimately good thing about CSU followed by 60 seconds of blasting them? Same for Nebraska. I've had this idea. I think we may have to bust it out. What is this this idea? Yeah, say something nice about uh Do you want to do it right logos. now or, or later? We'll save it. All right, we'll save it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a segment out of it. The best thing about CSU is that they're in Colorado. <laughs> Uh, Eric, again, when I watch the team in the weight room, there seems to be a lot of team building and bonding. Do you feel that? Did you feel that in previous years? We didn't see in previous years. Yeah. That's what makes this so unique is we get an inside look at everything. Um, 
with that being said, I completely agree with you. Like the camaraderie and I really think there's a powerful thing of uh, not all, but a lot of guys coming from the South mm-hmm. to Boulder, Colorado. Yep. And banding together to kind of be like, hey, we're bringing home here. Yep. Same with um, the Jackson guys. Yes. Yes. And that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's Jackson. It's Florida, you know, all over Florida. It's all of these different places. Texas, like there's guys coming from a lot of different places. And rather than, you know, the word isn't complaining, but um, worrying about the fact that they're so far from home, they're kind of like leaning on each other right. to make it feel more like home. And I think that's a beautiful and powerful thing. For sure. Uh, Eric, again, do we think ESPN College Game Day will show up when USC comes to play Colorado at Folsom? I think that's the one we circle, right? <sighs> yep. Buffs, both sides have to hold up their end of the bargain going into it. But if they do, and I just mean both sides are looking like they're going to have a good season. Right. There's a great chance. Um, and then finally, oh, oh uh, what's what? next in terms of football facilities? Redoing the west side of the, f- of the stadium. Scoreboard would be nice, too. Bigger scoreboard would be nice for sure. And uh, whatever happened to the PA system? <laughs> Sore subject. <laughs> All right, last one here. Uh, Big TZ, is it important for you and longtime loyals for the team to learn the fight song? Yes. Um, the team should definitely learn the fight song. It's a, a long-time tradition, um, and the biggest part of that tradition is in the locker room after games yep. singing the fight song, even more so on the road. When you get a road dub, going in that opposing locker room, singing the fight song so loud that you know the other team can hear it from their locker room. Yep. Um, That's all, you know, a part of the tradition. Um, I've said over and over again that I'm very, very open to Coach Prime bringing in new traditions and starting, um, you know, new culture and and all that. But the fight song, that's one that's going to stay. For sure. That's for every team, too. Yep. Gotta exactly. learn the fight song. Yep. I'm sure they did it at Jackson. It maybe took Coach Prime a while, but he'll get it here. Yep. And the fight song is like very much a thing at Colorado. Some schools' fight songs like aren't right as important. Yeah. Um, but like you know, it's something that the fans sing twenty times a game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's important, especially when we're scoring touchdowns. Um, what else we got? <laughs> Are we worried about running out of number two barbecue for the tailgate? And if so, do we think Shador could hook us up on the spot? I think he may be a little busy. Yeah, he'll be busy. And I don't think he just carries around 10 bottles of <laughs> of sauce in his backpack. He does have the sauce, but yeah, maybe we'll have to do that in uh, Vegas next week. Just samples of Shador's there we go in the with every casino. coach or something or every <laughs> hey Caleb try this real quick yeah yeah <laughs> that would actually be funny I wonder what I, I've never been to one of these that's a actually a, a disadvantage for us I know not to talk to Henry to talk about like right how much of that sort of content do we have the opportunity yeah. to get Justin will be there too though Cordell Stewart yep we're good. Cordell Stewart was the one teaching everyone the fight song or starting the process of teaching everyone the fight song. Do you think he's still on campus? 
I've heard that he's still around a lot. Wow. Pretty crazy. That's amazing. And man. awesome. He's going to have the alums turning up in, you know, we already saw it at the spring game, but man, they're going to be flocking to Folsom this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one comment said, these Florida boys don't give a crap about the fight song. I think they will. I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. They're, you know, they're representing the school. They're playing for the team. Like, they're going to care about the fight song. Guys like Jaquez Robinson, they've got like two, three years of eligibility. What did Cam say when he's here? I'm a Colorado Buffalo. I'm a Colorado Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Part of being a Colorado Buffalo is knowing the fight song, and I guarantee you he will. Right. And, I mean, they learned the fight song at Jackson. All these guys came in from everywhere it's else. A par- is this a part of college football? Yes. All right, is that it? Three more likes. Get us to 200, though, before we get out of here. We're at 197. There also, we go. back into the pod, but make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm sure you'll be seeing uh, quite a lot of stuff coming out from us next week. So, Yep, absolutely. Are we waiting for these three or are we good? No, we're good. All They'll right. get them. See you guys tomorrow. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.